Welcome to Backyards and Bevies. Grab your favorite bevy, pull up a chair, and enjoy the ride. Hey, B&B fam. This podcast is sponsored to you by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something getting in the way of your happiness? I know when I traveled the world, I had many days where BetterHelp's worldwide service of licensed professional therapists could have helped me speak to someone no matter where I was in the world about whatever was happening in my life and with zero judgment. With their ability to match me with a therapist that best fits me, I know my mental health would have been way better back then. Believe me, I needed it. But I'm here to share a way for you to take back control of your mental health by telling you about BetterHelp's awesome services they have for you to talk with a pro about your life through their app or just online. Whether it is a video session or some simple messaging, their team is here to help. I went to check out the app for myself just to see how easy it was to use, and after a series of questions, I was told I would be able to start matching with a therapist in under 48 hours. And what is super rad is that it's affordable and they even offer financial aid too. So come join the 2 million users that have already been helped and gain back control of your mental health by visiting betterhelp.com backyards for 10% off your first month. Remember, BetterHelp is therapy done securely online. Don't forget to use the special code backyards and let BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, help you to start living a happier life today. Hello, backyards and bevies. Hi. Hi. It is, um, I think the temperature is the surface of the sun out there yes. today. Hell's and front porch the, is what our favorite meme would say. And the um, the humidity is somewhere in the 1,000%. One, yes, absolutely. I, I, it went from a, it was beautiful a nice yesterday. 80, I think mid-80s yesterday. Yeah. A little rainy. It was nice though. But it was nice. Too. And then all the rain made it just stifling outside. Mm, yeah, it was. It's pretty, pretty bad out there. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do this inside today. Yeah, besides all the mosquitoes. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside it is. <laughs> Welcome to insides and babies. Insides <laughs> and babies. Sounds a little weird. It does. Inside out. Um, yeah. But th- this, uh, we we have the desk flip today i feel like a news anchor with you today i know it's kind of weird i kind of like it though mm. i do i do feel like ron burgundy a little bit right now but i've never actually liked ever and sitting on the same side zone. like if we went on a date i wouldn't sit on the same side of the booth yeah, with you so like true. this feels kind of like that it's a little weird it's like a seinfeld episode i feel like we can make a seinfeld <laughs> episode about this like i didn't really feel comfortable in that last podcast eh, it's fine no i know it's fine but you know i mean it is what it is. It right? is what it is. But, yes. But what a great week. Um, upcoming week, I will be announcing the the coolest thing next to marrying you and having two kids. Uh, I signed a publishing deal you for my did. book. You did. Congratulations. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Everybody can hold the applause till later. Yay. <laughs> we need a clap track. Like a laugh track. Yeah, we do. Or a, la- a clap track, a clap not track. a laugh track. Yeah, not a laugh People track. are laughing. <laughs> sucker. A clap track. What a sucker. No. But it was a really cool deal. Um, and the lady that I signed it with, Julie Brand, mm-hmm. owns an amazing independent publishing deal, uh, publishing company. And called. it's called? W Brand Publishing. That's right. It's out of Nashville. And she, ha- we've been talking to her for over a year now. Mm-hmm. And a year and a half almost. I think the first time you told her she was in, mm-hmm. it just was a matter of 
She was interested from our first meeting, yeah. She's definitely been one of the biggest supporters of this entire mm-hmm. adventure. And and I think the coolest part is that she's so open to us um, doing it differently. Yeah, but is Which is so cool. I think that that is the most amazing thing and is that she is not only helping us and mentoring us and even getting guidance from her mentors and all these things, but ultimately she's really allowing us to do this thing so wickedly cool and yeah. you know in the future we're you know our the kickstarter will be launching at the end of this month mm-hmm. we're doing a book tour in november yep. Yep. i mean there's so much that we can talk about on another episode but it it, it will be cool because this episode will come out wednesday mm-hmm. and i think that day we're taking our we're taking official photo. yep. photos for the press releases and yep. you know it's it's crazy to think for three years now we've just been doing this process which you know we don't see the end right because mm-hmm. who knows what the end actually is if there even is an end when you do something like this because yeah. potentially this book could last forever right yeah. like that there is no end right it's limitless at, at right. some point but it is crazy because we're just on this like journey of of waking up it was writing forever mm-hmm. then it was editing forever mm-hmm. and now we're we're like at like a 50%, you know, somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. where now all of a sudden it's the marketing yeah, and the designs the and the, mm-hmm. how do we go about being different with, with me who I don't have a name. Trying right? to like, get the rest of our team <clears throat> put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it is cool because she is 100% on board when we say something like, we think we should do a book tour through Texas. And mm-hmm. she's like, awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. And yeah. then, and then I'll help you with finding things and doing mm-hmm. things along the way. And it's and it's really cool because I have never done this before. Yeah. I've and this is all us. We get to in we get to imagine and envision and then build and then you know, fail at some point and then mm-hmm. all right, restructure, redo, how do we do it better? Yeah. So it's been really cool. And I've had some really cool meetings yeah. over the last few weeks with people about how to um attack this in the mm-hmm. in the smartest way possible to give the audience the best product possible yeah. to give them exactly what and I say this a lot but Taylor Swift is a great representation of someone who is a uh, entertainer who engages with her fans mm-hmm. whether you like it or her or not for her music or for whatever it is that you don't or dis or do or do not like about her yeah um she just she does do one thing really well and that's engage with with fans so mm-hmm. i've been i've been looking at her as like okay how do i go about this yeah how and do i do it the way taylor does it you know and even like arnold palmer has a signature that mm-hmm. is a beautiful signature that allows him time mm-hmm. with his fans mm-hmm. so even there i've like redone my signature so that mm-hmm. way it's not just a, a scribbly line and see right. you later bye right but the other cool part is, you know, Julie now, now that I'm a part of her team, she's engaging with me as I'm an author now. Yeah, It's not you like are. I'm not just a, a potential client. Well, and you're the, not just a writer anymore either yeah. because once you're published, once that's I'm when pub- you actually become yeah. an author. Exactly. You're not published yet, I, get te- I guess technically, but you signed a publishing deal. Yeah. So it's coming out. We're going to go with it. Well, and, and the coolest part about our deal too is that, you know, the book was already done in a way. Mm. Like, and I say done, it was, it, it was it, mostly it, I didn't have to worry about um, producing something for her because it was already there. Right. I just had to worry about getting the story correct 
the way that we both um she's obviously has done a lot of books and, the, and some of them won awards at, yeah. at some really big awards in the independent yeah. book uh, world so it's she had like a number one on amazon the other day yeah, didn't she? yeah. so she's doing so her stuff is is definitely like all right i'm gonna listen to you yeah, because she's definitely got an eye for yeah, talented authors for, for sure and and she has an eye for just i think what the industry where the industry is going to mm-hmm. which is even in my eyes like probably the best part because um if if she wanted to, obviously, she could just copy the big fives and do exactly right. what they do. But then we... Then what's the point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but one of the things she sent me the other day was this email about, um, like, what books impacted our lives the most. Mm. And and why was she sending uh, that? I forget the... It's like national... On the 8th, too. I think the, the same day or the 9th. Um <clears throat> It is eight nine is National Book Lovers Day, so Wednesday. So Very the day that cool. we the day you're taking your photo. take our photos, and uh, the day this comes out, and all the Very things. Cool. So so National Book Lovers Day, and so uh, what she asked us to do as part of her author mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. Uh, is send a photo mm-hmm. of the books that we or the book that has impacted our lives the most. And it was really hard for me to choose one, mm-hmm. so I chose two. So okay. I'm, I'm going to break the rule. I'm not already a rule breaker in the That's in the book true. world. I that think I'm true. already pushing limits that people are like, <laughs> oh, no, here comes another one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I chose two because, well, for a long time, I, I, I think when I left high school and I didn't have to read anymore, mm-hmm. I literally stopped reading. Like I was over it, even though in my mind, I, I still always knew I wanted to write something. I just... There was no appeal. I was a. I there was so much more appeal in going fast on a dirt bike than there was. Right, right. Freaking, you know, well, and writing I mean, a book. And now looking at it, I'm like, man, I wish I would. Well, I'm glad I didn't do it back then because right. the story would not be where it is today. No. But yeah, you. I, everything happens clearly for that for the reason for us being here. You listening to this show. Mm-hmm. us being married, going through this, selling our house, doing all the things. All the things. I mean, we are literally crazy. stacked. So stacked. So more, so more will be given and <laughs> yeah. to, to, to those who have less, more will be taken. I mean, I feel like I'm just, I, but I love it though. I really love incredible. The, the most responsibilities I've ever had in my life. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think when I left high school, I mean, or the, probably even in high school, if I didn't have to read, I was not going to. And, and so writing and reading it, it have been some, something so, such a blessing back in my life that I just, I love it. Mm-hmm. And and one book I read amazingly right before I w- started touring. Mm. And this guy, like, I talk about him all the time. We've had whole shows about him just because he's had such an impact on my life. And I think the impact he's had is, is his view on how beautiful the world has always mm-hmm. been. And he came from such a, you know, working in, Working in a dark arena is very similar to working in a dark kitchen. Yes, so very you know, true. like you're you're you the can have the most beautiful be- yeah, you can have the most beautiful day ever, but you still have to walk through that door into four walls and then you're stuck there. Right. And you can't leave until the dinner rush is over. Right. And the dinner rush is the show, right? Right. So, so Anthony Bourdain is I mean I wouldn't say he's a hero, but he's mm-hmm. definitely a literary hero in my mm-hmm. in my eyes because the way that he writes is so vivid and it's so descriptive and it's he truly allows you to paint hit like see his picture because his his is very specific, right? Like mm-hmm. he's writing an autobiography about his life. And mm-hmm. so he needs to tell you how his life was. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a fiction book where 
I do tell you, but I allow some of your brain to be creative, right? right? So right. there is yeah, a little you bit leave of leave it up to the reader's imagination yeah. in certain areas, which I really like. And, you know, we were talking to my dad about it last night that <clears throat> it really allows you as the reader to dive deeper into the story because mm. you can imagine it in your own totally unique way. It's like you're giving people the the guidelines, yeah. but not necessarily every detailed yeah. little point. Yeah. And we were talking about a, a chair that, that's in one of the scenes of my book. And, and I, I don't go into depth about how the chair looks, but I call it an old leather chair. You know, mm -hmm. so you, you can I think, just imagine I an think old the, leather chair that you've seen yeah. or had or whatever, but it doesn't have to be black or brown yeah. or maroon. It's your leather chair. It could be yeah. tall, skinny. It could be anything that you yeah. want. And so, but Anthony, though, he he has to use such vivid and, and descriptive words to paint his picture because he's trying to get you to see exactly what he's seeing. Correct. But through, well, his also wasn't fiction. And it, that's the other side is that he's not trying to make you imagine it. He's trying to really get you to understand. Yeah. And, and, and but to that point, it's like he was the most impressive person doing that because I was like, well, hold on. I'm I'm a cook working at Hooters. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not this, I'm not that smart. How is this cook writing such beautiful words mm. and putting them onto paper and then putting them onto a TV screen? Because right. I first heard I first started watching him on TV and then I got interested. Mm -hmm. So, but it was just so cool to me. And so Kitchen Confidential is I brought and later on in life, he actually signed it for me. It's so cool. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you've never read Kitchen... I need to read the rest of it. I've, yeah. I got like halfway through. Yeah, there I need to read the rest. Factory. I love that you still have the post-it note that you wrote your name, I mean, your nickname on yeah. so that he would know who to address it yeah. to. Well, we do that in the music industry all the time. <laughs> that was the easiest, yeah, because then, I mean, like I said, it, it, it was so quick. I would have had a chance to say thank you and hi, but it, uh, I mean, I would have, before he passed, I would have, uh, I mean, paid anything to get mm -hmm. a chance to, like, just pick his brain, like, how'd you do? And I think the coolest part is, is how he did it is exactly, like, I did. He just sat down at a typewriter one day and just started typing. Yeah. And just started to put it down on paper. So cool. Yeah. It's pretty rad. It's it's so rad that I get to be at least in the same like arena. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not on the same plane for yet. Like I mean the guy wrote many, many books and mm -hmm. you know, sold millions of copies. Mm -hmm. But I'm I have at least solidified or by the end of this year I would have at least solidified my the My, fact that you are going to be a published author just like yeah. he was a published author. Pretty incredible. It's pretty rad. Really? Like, kind of makes me a little teary-eyed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's really amazing to have someone that you look up to, you know, as inspiration yeah. in your life. And then you get to yeah. actually fulfill that inspiration in yeah. your own way. You know, walking a similar path. For obviously sure. in a different for sure. A different genre of writing. But, but it's still writing. You're still writing. Still writing. Yeah. That's the coolest. You would have loved to hear that, oh. I think. Especially to hear that, yeah. like, he was one of the major reasons that you oh, even wanted sure. to be a writer. Yeah. I, I think I think that is those, um, it's like the Kobe Michael moment in mm -hmm. life, you know. Again, it's weird to even say those names and think of me and Anthony in that light, but it's true. Like there's always a, a newbie out there looking mm -hmm. to take, you know, the championship from the King. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not, and again, the two totally different genres. So I would never be able to take his, <laughs> yeah. his crown, but the idea of stepping into that same box with 
all those other writers that have written something in this world in lifetime is super cool. Like to, amazing. to know that people will be able to go and purchase it and yeah. read it and, and listen and to listen it. And listen to it. I yeah. Mean, and have the, an audio book, which will be really cool. That was like, I got an, a, an audition back yesterday or a couple of days now, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> we've been listening to it and we've only gotten one. Um, Just a brief snippet. And, and it's, it was, so crazy hearing the words that I put on paper now get read by through, a professional, by a professional actor, actor. Mm -hmm. and it sounds so good. It's awesome. It was because through my head, yeah, like I can hear it all day long, and even then, sometimes I'm like, oh, does that make sense? Like, is the is the cadence and the is the flow correct? Mm -hmm. Is the rhythm right? Is all are all all the things adding up that I should be doing mm -hmm. because I'm, I, I'm still learning every day. Like there's that, that YouTube video I watch with the two South Park creators. Yeah. I watch it all the time, usually right before I start to write, because once I found it, it was such a, a an intelligent way of talking about mm -hmm. keeping the beat and mm -hmm. keeping your audience actually engaged as opposed to just wondering what's next. Right. Cause I think there's like really something that that's what like also Tony did. Mm -hmm. He didn't just like, he didn't just have you like sit there and watch his show and be like, oh, okay, well, he's clearly at a restaurant and something's going to happen. He's trying some things that look delicious. He left you wanting more because of the his ability to keep that beat and mm -hmm. to keep you wanting that rhythm to stay into the stay in that pocket. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like uh, the South Park writers, you know, they were just talking about, you know, to have a story have the next thing just be like and then this happened mm -hmm. is a very lazy way to think of writing something because yeah of course something's going to happen but right. why cause and effect yeah like yeah. therefore this happened and they and they talk about using button therefore as mm -hmm. as as being those beat plate those holders in in your book and and it's really true and so yeah i don't know it's um writing is really i wish i could tell young phil like just pay attention to spelling <laughs> just a little bit more in life. You don't have to write, you don't have to read anymore, but just, you know, pay attention to spelling because yeah. that might come back. Some grammar. Might, might help you a little bit <laughs> le later in life. Yeah, um, but that's what you have editors and me for, so. That is, in that, and that is very true. And I'm sure every author or every person who's ever put something on paper understands that. Well, you're only going to get better also. I mean, since the even, first draft yeah. that you did that we have in all those binders still that I went through. Yeah with a red pen and yeah. I basically redlined every sentence mm -hmm. of 500 pages, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, now it's totally different. I read, you rewrote the very last chapter of the book the other day. Well, we didn't, not the last, well, we just shifted and then that ended up being the end. The so end. I had to edit that. To... The point is that I read through it yeah. and I didn't have really, I had barely any changes at all. Yeah. Totally different. From it's, three years ago when it, you first started. It feels good to know that I'm growing in something that I love the same way that I grew in something that I used to love. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I think that alone and also and also being humble enough to know that I'll always need an editor. There's no way that I'll be able to write a book without an editor. Everybody I needs mean, an editor. Yeah, like even the best. I'm, I, yeah, I, I editor, proofreader, it doesn't matter who you are. Master, King, everybody. everything. Like, yeah. and, and, and I think that to me is, the, is what will hopefully help me grow the most in this industry is knowing that I've never done any of this before. Mm -hmm. So all of this is new, though I have dreams of how I want it to go and how I want like 
the releases to go and things like that, I still have to at one point go, okay, I have never done this. So you show like, yeah. that's why we have Julie mm-hmm. and that's why Guide she's, us. you know, good at what she does. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, the kitchen confidential is it just, it really took me, I think as a young adult in my twenties to see that there's a possibility for someone to get out of a situation and, and take their situation though and grow from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he clearly went on to do TV and mm-hmm. went on to have beyond uh, our favorite show, Top Chef. <laughs> mm, love it so much. <laughs> and magazines and other TV store show uh, TV shows, and mm-hmm. you know he he took something that a lot of people probably look at as like uh, another kitchen or I'm mm-hmm. working at another dead end job, but it's like right. he found the fun end, in though. there and like yeah he found he found the the thing that made that job sing mm-hmm. and then took it to the 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 biggest <laughs> <laughs> our cats just laid on a baby toy and made it go off <laughs> of course they did of course you couldn't lay they could lay anywhere in this house and they found the one thing that the makes one noise. thing that makes um noise. yeah so okay that was my one book i'm gonna start and then uh, it's your turn okay um, Sorry, I talked for a long time. You're good. <laughs> we know you. I always talk. talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm a We're talker. used to it by uh, now. I know. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so the book that I was going to talk about is very different from your book choice. And it's actually the first book that I can ever remember reading myself that mm. was like <clears throat> not a kid's book. You know, yeah, like yeah. not something that's like easy okay. to read. Um, and I still have it somewhere downstairs. Um, I'm sure I will find it when we move, but it's this book that's called the world's best fairy tales and it's Mm. beautiful. And I don't think it's even in print anymore. Like when I Googled it earlier to see if I was remembering the name correctly, everything that was coming up was like, you have to find it at like a thrift store or an old Uh, bookstore or something like that. Like leather bound. It's not leather. It's, um, it's a hardcover book. And I don't even think it ever had a sleeve. I don't remember it ever having a sleeve over it. Mm-hmm. But the actual hardcover of the book is this like deep red with this like gold leaf pattern mm, all over close. it. It's like very classic looking. Um, and it's, I mean, it's old. It, my grandmother, my gamma gave it to my mom, mm. I think for Christmas one year. Aww. And then my mom passed it down to me. And so, you know, I'll pass it down to our littles. Mm. But it's really cool. I mean, it's a really thick book. It's, yeah. I mean, it's got to be 500, 800 something pages. Whoa. Who knows That's how amazing. many. It's huge. And it is a collection of like all of the fairy tales that you can imagine. And not just the ones that you hear about like Disney style fairy yeah, yeah, tales, yeah. but like the ones that, the old ones that inspired those types gotcha. of Like clearly of there's like and Hansel and Gretel like in there. Yeah, that's in there, you know. The, the boy um, like cried Arabian wolf. Nights, which like inspired oh, Aladdin, but yeah. like the original Arabian Nights. Oh. So it's all the like original like Grimm's and stuff, fairy tales are all in this one book. Very cool. And there's really cool um, illustrations, but they're not like big color mm. illustrations. You know, they're, they're more like sketches almost and there's only like one per story or something like that so really really nice. cool book and i used to love to read it is it, it in just, color are the no, sketches it's in, oh, so it's all, all black, in black and white, and white. Wow. yeah nice. so um i would read it 
to myself like at night. I remember I would be like under my covers with a flashlight mm-hmm. and my mom would be like, go to bed. Okay, turn the <laughs> flashlight off. She'd close the door. I'd wait a couple minutes for the flashlight back oh, yeah, on yeah. and start to read again. <laughs> but it really kind of spurred me into becoming an avid reader. I mean, I used to read all the mm. time, all the time. If I wasn't doing something school or friends related, I was reading and listening to music at the same time. I would always fall asleep with headphones on and like a book right next to me. Um, So yeah, so that book I would say really shaped my life because it spurred my imagination. Mm. It made me really love reading. And then I just continued to devour books while I was growing up. What story was your favorite? Um, Or do you... I'm assuming a couple probably. But I like. mean, I, there were quite a few that I really liked. I actually really liked the Arabian Nights one um, because it was like action packed mm. and not something that you would expect. I mean, these fairy tales, like I don't know that fairy tales are actually meant for children most of the time mm-hmm. because a lot of them have a lot of like really dark undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like there are some stories in some fairy tales in there where like, women are getting kidnapped and men are like having their way with them. They don't like describe that, yeah. but it's like, this was the way of the world back when this mm. happened mm-hmm. type of situation or like, you know, crazy sword fights and like, Oh, he killed this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm like nine or something <laughs> like that, like reading this book. But you know, fairy tales are obviously, yeah. there's always some basis in yeah. truth with fiction yeah. or fairy tales or anything like that. So I just always, that book I have moved with me yeah, everywhere. It is like the one book I've always refused to get rid of, especially because it's also a family heirloom, True. but it's just a very special yeah, book to me. That's cool. Yeah. yeah it's fairy- a great book if you can ever find it. The world's <laughs> best fairy tales. We'll have to... Not if I can't it. find the book downstairs, I mean, I'm we have sure to go through all kinds of stuff, but I'll... I can give you a picture to give to Julie or something. Yeah, it's but pretty. It's a rad. really cool book. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I think fairy tales. Um, I remember those as a kid. They, I, I wasn't super into them, but I know I had a couple that were like favorites, like the mm-hmm. bro- the boy that cried wolf. I think might have mm-hmm. been my one of my top favorites, and mm-hmm. like Jack and the Beanstalk. I mean, I, they're good tales though that are adventurous. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that yeah. they usually have an ending that mm-hmm. teaches you a lesson too yes, you know like, there's usually always some story a lesson like, yeah but i think that uh, even though that there was probably more a, a few in there that are adult ish mm-hmm. um i mean the the world is <laughs> it's a vicious place out there <laughs> i mean, <laughs> I mean that, it definitely took me until i was yeah. older well, much much older rereading the story mm-hmm. to be like oh whoa what <laughs> like, i think that even happens i do in... not remember this being in this story yeah, but i mean like, like well obviously because i didn't understand yeah what these certain words mm-hmm. or phrases or whatever yeah. we'll look trying at pinocchio like pinocchio is a terrifying movie if you think about yeah. what is actually happening you yeah. know it's not a it's a kid's movie but there there's kidnap in there and mm-hmm. there's drinking Lying, and i mean like getting eaten by a whale very jonah <laughs> well it's, in it's the a, bible it's and a super religious tale yeah. in many ways but uh yeah like it's a dark kid's tale though mm-hmm. but i think that it it's one of those things it's telling you to watch out mm-hmm. inevitably like ultimately it's telling you like just keep an eye out on your on yourself you yeah. know and, like watch out for your friends yeah and, 
be a good human. <laughs> don't lie. Yeah, and don't <laughs> lie. Because <laughs> guess what? It comes back every time. You will always get caught. Yeah, that, that's cool. Um, do you, like, since you had that, like, late night and you'd read that, and obviously mm-hmm. I'm sure your mom would read it to you or your dad would read it to you mm-hmm. at times. Um, My gamma mom would read it to me. Your gamma mom would yeah. read it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me what's cool about that is that you took the time to then go and read more mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> see like looking at you wait, it was how... never enough like one story i was like well no i want to keep reading like yeah. now i'm like well i feel my like my brain how... and imagination are like super intrigued and now i'm just gonna read until literally i fall asleep with it mm-hmm. and i think that's how our little dude is yeah like, he takes after you in that sense now that you mention all of the the needing more because when we when we read to them mm-hmm. he only wants more and more and more stories more and more and i think that's cool like i mm-hmm. i i do i hope that people can can see the um the importance of reading mm-hmm. now that i'm back in this world it really is so important like to not lose that skill and not to lose yeah. that imagination that can be so easily overtaken by and this isn't like a a, a shot at tv or anything like that because i'm i love watching movies and i of love course. watching all that stuff but but when you're watching something you're being fed what, what? the director exactly. and the producer and all the people behind mm. it have imagined which is a really amazing thing that they get to do mm. but Absolutely. being able to imagine something yourself yeah is so very valuable a good balance with like anything a mm-hmm. good balance of tv and reading i think is a is a cool thing and yeah. I, and and no one ever told me not to read in my life i just started to think of it as well a, you associated a, reading with like having to read boring school stuff yeah, that you hated which and there was some pretty boring of stuff of course there was you know and and i think that that is also part of how like how do you how can you help reshape the world right mm-hmm. like and how can you make something interesting and it's like well maybe if people did more fun activities around getting a book excited or mm-hmm. getting people excited about a book, I think could bring out a new light and yeah. why people should read, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I follow like Jack Carr and a couple of these other new writers these days and they, they do do fun stuff. They aren't, it isn't just like a guy sitting behind a, a keyboard with glasses that's, right. you know, kind of nerdy and just Not writing. there's anything wrong with it. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> but that's what I used to associate reading with. Right. But here comes this fiction writer with a beard and he throws, you know, he bow hunts and, mm-hmm. you know. And used to be ex- like special forces. Yeah, he used to be like <laughs> yeah. an ex, uh, like a uh, ranger or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're, that's not what your typical writer is. Right. And so I think that that is part of how I'm looking at this future in the businesses. Because a book like what you have been reading it that's been around forever mm-hmm. i mean it's that's a really cool thing that mm-hmm. they can withstand the, the test of time and yeah. fairy tales have definitely withstood the test of time because they still make movies about them and yeah. they still tell the you know like there's still books that use fairy tales as their basis to then write a bigger tale right you know because like my tale definitely has undertones in it from other sources For because sure. like well that's life like struggle like mm-hmm. you have everything it can be taken can be given mm-hmm. back to you or you know like it's not the first time that a tale has been told but it's right. how you take the time to do those imaginary words or you know like use words to invoke um emotion in mm-hmm. someone to where they're like oh this is so cool yeah. i want more i want to sit under my blanket and read with a flashlight right my book probably not going to be for <laughs> 
nine-year-olds. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Highly. Our kids are not going to be reading your book for a very long time. Uh, probably not. No. They'll probably slap one of those uh, warning stickers <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's not that explicit. <laughs> it's a little explicit. It's, actually, it, it. I've read a lot worse. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure there's a million books that are worse. Yeah, I also love serial killer books. Yeah. So well, <laughs> this and... is nowhere near what those are. And, and, and I tried to originally write it with no cuss words. Not because I was like trying to be better or anything like that. I just, I, I was trying to see how I could use well, descriptive. Well, it was a good challenge. It was a yeah, really good. It helped I, you open up your vocabulary big time versus just like inserting. Dropping an F-bomb every, yeah. you know. And it was like, this isn't necessary. It's it's gratuitous and it's taking away from the story mm-hmm. but, instead of forcing yourself to think of yeah. how else can I describe what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. without using a swear word as a cop out yeah and that's what that like you're talking about in that uh fairy tale book you know mm-hmm. clearly they didn't say rape right or they did you know, not but they used other terms to get to that same, to insinuate yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and that's what i tried to do because i needed that at that time mm-hmm. so i didn't just gratuitously write right f this right shit this right blank this blah 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 this mm-hmm. it was okay how can i go about invoking this emotion through a mm-hmm. character onto paper now right but then i went back after a certain amount of edit i think we were on like six or something like that by that point and a lot of edits and i remember telling you i was like i think i have to drop some bombs in here when and it made sense exactly when it added to the story and that's what, instead of it just being there as filler and listening, that's why i don't believe in an album cut yeah. you know you hear about people talking about like Oh, there's five singles on this album. Well, you've got like eight other songs. What are those? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand the point of having filler songs on an album. Yeah. Like, put a song on an album because it's excellent. Yeah, exactly. Whether you what... ever push it as a single, you know, that's up matter. to the powers that be. Mm-hmm. But the song needs to be excellent. It shouldn't be there just so that you have something another song that adds another four minutes so your album is a certain length of time yeah pointless people well, are just going to skip over it anyways and i think that those formulas are what like looking at someone like a morgan wallen who just put out a 30 something you know mm-hmm. song album album yeah. they're clearly not looking at any other like album going oh we need to fit in this box they're just like well this is how many songs we want to put out yeah. this is what we're doing these are, we believe in all of these songs and, I, and that's what I think an old book like that, you know, back in the day, that was probably super pro- provocative. Mm-hmm. You know, like very much so. Yeah, you're gonna. Write... I'm gonna have to go find it now that we're talking about it because yeah. it's been driving me crazy for like two years that I haven't <laughs> well, seen we it. And I know it's in stuff. a box somewhere we'll downstairs. The uh, the other side to it is that, like, for what we're doing, we're pushing the limit. So when yeah, again, when we're putting in curse words now, it's not just to be like everyone else it is literally invoking an emotion mm-hmm. at that moment in time it's an extreme emotion and hearing the person read it last night uh there was a couple points where she, where they got super um into it and it was like mm-hmm. whoa like yeah. that does help the mm-hmm. story right there yeah it didn't take it away helped you it. actually feel like you were that emotion listening to that yeah. character talk exactly. for real it was cool very cool. all right we're going to wrap this up quick, but I'm going to share one more book. And I've talked about this one as well, but this one I read at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I've probably had this book forever. My dad gave it to me, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, it 
probably came out in like the 30s. I forget when it was originally uh, published. Mm-hmm. It's old. Um, yeah, it is old, but but it's really cool. But one of the coolest things about this book is that it it though it uses the term rich in the beginning, um, it's not rich in the sense of monetary wealth. It's like the, it can be, but it's it can, it like can totally rich, rich in life, rich in character, knowledge, rich in knowledge. One, yeah, it's a it. It really helped me right before I dove into writing this book. I I needed something outside of myself, which I think was very handy going back to church mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us. Yes. Because I needed to have direction. Mm-hmm. And to have that discipline, to have that direction, it's uh it's hard for a person. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, you know, for so long we talked about all of that on the podcast before we really let out of the bag what we were working on right because in the book at one point it even talks about it. it's like why tell everybody what you're going to do the the right. better idea is to show, show everybody and then talk about it yeah. and then be able to talk about it and, and it did i think that's a very valid point when mm-hmm. i think back at to what we were doing i didn't need to be talking about what i was doing i needed to be sitting down and writing it right and that's and what then talk about I it when you're done later yeah. yeah i can talk about it now for every day for the rest of my entire <laughs> life if i decide i'm sure you will but all i had to do was just pause and say i need to focus on this mm-hmm. and this book really walks you through all these different thought processes behind focusing and gaining knowledge and doing the the moves that are going to move you not only to the next level but hopefully move your family for generations into the next mm-hmm. level if you do it the right way yeah and there's a bunch of success stories that he has in the beginning because it's been it was it was taken and then there was add-ons from a different right. author right so there's like little parts that um just it's like additional examples yeah, exactly like, that are more recent that would make mm-hmm. more sense to people of, of our generation yeah but it, but i when people ask me about a book they should read that helped me. That's the one you always say, yeah. I do always tell everybody, I say, go read Think and Grow Rich. And mm-hmm. it's not for any other reason that um, he really just says, well, fine. If this is what you want to do, this is how you do it. Yep. And, Follow these and, it, steps. and it's amazing because you're like, gosh, that sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. But it is so simple. Mm-hmm. It's just the it does not point of difficult. doing it every day yep and then there's obviously days where you just can't do it like like if you're a house builder or you're a construction guy you want to be the best co- concrete layer well when it's raining you clearly can't do it right there but that there doesn't mean are that, some hurdles but then the next day you get back but that doesn't it. mean that you can't like think about it that the day that you're not doing it or you can't think of the, the like oh i think tomorrow i might try this and i think mm-hmm. that was his point is that it was like you just become consumed in what you want mm-hmm. and what i wanted was family yeah and and i wanted to be around you i wanted to have kids with you i wanted to like not have to tour mm-hmm. <clears throat> and by him detailing like well fine if you if if this is what you want to sacrifice to get to this write it down so there's yeah. things on my like board that i read in the mornings mm-hmm. um which i haven't been reading a lot because they're way to take them down take them down the showings but the they house, were taped but... to my mirror yes. and i would read them as i brush my teeth in the morning and night and it would and, and it had literally defined goals mm-hmm. like, cool this is where I want to go. This is how I have to do it. This is what I have to sacrifice. And this is the, the time frame. Yep. Because if I gave myself, you know, there's that old adage, like if you give roadies, 
you know, 14 days to load in, they're going to take 14 days to load in. Mm-hmm. But if you give them four, but if they have to do it in four hours, they're, they're they'll do it in mm-hmm. four hours. It's just, and I think that's with anything in life. If, yeah. If you're like, you know what, I'm going to write, because, and this is the other thing. People say it a lot. I'm going to do this. Do it. But we all are, are like at fault when it comes For to sure. things like I'm at fault for things like that. Me too. But when you write it down and you stare at it every morning and there's a, a defined date at the back of it. You're like, oh, I love it. And what's on crazy this. is I was looking at mine the other day and I literally have written on there 40 years old, right? And though the monetary thing that I wrote on there, because mm-hmm. he also had, had me like write like a monetary idea. Mm-hmm. I stared and I'm like, that's not the value. That's the amount moved. Right. And the other part to it is I actually have started because signing that deal is technically the 40. It is when you're 40. You're still 40 right now. So it's pretty wild because I gave myself exact defined things. And And here they are are. landing on divine things. So so I just say Think and Grow Rich was literary it didn't like I, I shouldn't say like it didn't help my vocabulary no <laughs> but it definitely, but it definitely helped shaped my, your life it definitely shaped who i needed to become to mm-hmm. get the results i wanted to ultimately live the life that i want to live yeah so it's pretty cool and i'll um, and it's amazing. so i'll, I'll uh, always tip my hat to think and grow rich and it's a good one napoleon hill and anthony burdain my two literary those will always probably be number one and number two. Love it. And then after that, yeah, there's a freaking a whole lo- bunch. There's a whole bunch. <laughs> yes. So. But yeah. Um, let me hold up our sponsors because they deserve a little bit of love. Here they so, are. So smile. Ah. Perfect. <laughs> um, I said it one time just to make sure we have the good shot for the. the... Here they are. Yay. All right. Okay. okay. Good time. Thanks, sponsors. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, and uh, with that. Yeah, we, we had a little longer of a podcast than I thought. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. Have we'll a wonderful and go Arsenal. Yeah, they beat Man City. Woo woo. Who knew? First blood. Yeah, struck. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>